feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, a House of Representatives committee has voted to release President Trump's tax returns. They have been trying to get this for years. And now the House panel says it is poised to release Donald Trump's tax returns. It's unclear when. Likely, obviously, it would be prior, you would assume, to January 3rd. It could be in the next day or two. They said that they may hide, of course, some sensitive details, although they never seem to mind putting out anything that could be potentially embarrassing to President Trump. So what are your thoughts about this? Do you think that this will change the dynamic in the race? In addition to that, a poll by John McLaughlin, who is usually very, very spot on in his polls, comes out and it shows that Trump is still the one to beat in the GOP party, that a new poll shows that in addition to a whole bunch of other candidates thrown in the mix, Trump is still the leading person. This comes, of course, after everything that's happened in the last 24, 48 hours with the criminal referral, of course, the multiple referrals that went to DOJ. So could all of this backfire? We're going to talk about that in the next hour here on The Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, some new news coming in just a little bit ago that the Biden administration did have to reply about Title 42. It was set to expire in a matter of hours. And now the Biden administration is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to allow Title 42, that's that health provision, basically to block migrants from crossing our border, to stay in place But for just about a week, I mean, it's like, yeah, uh, the headline was we're going to ask it to stay in place. And I thought, okay, maybe they have some epiphany. Maybe they got some new details or maybe some wake up call happened where they realized, you know, that is just so dangerous and so treacherous and such a huge, huge issue. But no, they're just trying to spend about a week to get basically ready. They're trying to get a whole bunch more agents down there. They're trying to get a whole bunch of other folks down there. And it's basically to be babysitters, not to add security, but basically for processing. And to me, this is so shameful. They come back with this big announcement, and it turns out that they're just asking for a one-week extension so they can get their babysitters, if you will, in place. I feel so bad for these border agents because they are going there. They want to protect the border. They want to protect the homeland. Uh, There was also an interview with Kamala Harris in the last few minutes with NPR. And in it, she basically goes after the GOP saying they have no plan. Uh, They have a plan. Go back to the wall. Go back to remain in Mexico and keep Title 42 in place. I mean, it's like, is it any easier? These people just do not get it. And it is so frightening as they are going after President Trump saying, oh, he's dereliction to the homeland. I mean, all I kept hearing yesterday with all the January 6th stuff was just how dangerous President Trump is to America, how much of a concern he is to America, how many issues he is to America, and that we have to do a criminal referral to stop this monster from ever running again. I mean, are you kidding me? And you look at what's happening at our southern border. Don't you think that is a major issue? Take a listen. Here is Brandon Judd 
with, of course, the Border Patrol Union. And this is what he had to say about how bad our U.S. southern border is right now. Our border is already broken. We're already seeing astronomical numbers. We're already pulling agents out of the field to the to the point where Texas is having to deploy National Guard to our borders. We cannot secure our border with the with the current resources that we have or with the uh, the number of people that are crossing the border. When Title 42 ends, we're going to see an absolute explosion. And that explosion is going to pull nearly every single one of our agents off the border. And when our agents are off the border, the cartels are going to have complete control. How scary is that? And how concerned are you about our U.S. southern border? By the way, there was a report that in an ICE training video, it basically shows that they have lost 150,000 migrants that they've just lost tra- you know, track of. That is a stunning admission. In other words, they just don't know where they are. They have no issues. They don't know where these people are. They have no, like, tracking of them. They basically said, hey, you know, can you come back? XXX, and they didn't come back. Of course they didn't come back because they know that the system's so broken they can just get lost in the United States. So how sad is that, that now they have at least 150,000 migrants that they have lost track of just because it is so overwhelming? And this is before Title 42 is about to be lifted. That's what's so scary is that this is just the tip of the iceberg that we're seeing now, and it's about to get a whole bunch worse. Here is Art Del Cueto. He is with the National Border Patrol Council, and he says the people that are winning with this open border, it's not America for sure. Uh, it is definitely the drug cartels. These, these individuals that are coming into the country, they're being led by the cartels. The cartels know where to send them so they can bring their product across. They want to bring drugs across. And, you know, they continue to bring drugs, fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamines. And you know what? Those drug dealers, they don't care what side of the aisle you're you're sitting on. They just want to bring drugs into the United States and they just want to harm American citizens. At the same time, when they're crossing individuals that don't even pass the vetting system for asylum, those are the individuals Mm -hmm. that have serious criminal backgrounds. They don't care about the American public or what side of the aisle they're sitting on. And Artel Cueto also said that it is clear that the Biden administration, basically all of their policies, are related to the fact that he just doesn't like Trump. It's like the prior administration. Anything that has Trump's name on it, anything that has Trump's stamp on it, is basically just going to get thrown out. You know, it, it is all about hatred. It's all about personal vendetta. And at the expense of the American public, take a listen. It's going to take this government the administration to actually start taking care of the people, actually put aside their hatred for the last administration and realize that they're doing more harm to Americans right now. And Art Del Cueto also says that it is important to get staffing down there, but not just staffing that are going to be babysitters, not just staffing that are basically going to like process and process more of these people. It is important to get folks down there who are basically going to vet these people because nobody's vetting them. I mean, that is absolutely frightening. Take a listen. Look, right now, people don't know who, who these individuals are that are crossing. And it's even a simpler form. Bring immigration judges and asylum officers down to the border and detain these people. Put the right facilities to detain them. Don't release them. There's no consequences right now for committing the crime. And that's why people continue mm. to come into the United States illegally. Yeah, they know that they have free reign. What are your thoughts, everybody? one 800 848 1-800-848-9222. How worried are you when Title 42, it looks like it's going to be lifted. Now, it could be lifted in the next day or two if the Supreme Court decides that. Likely, they would listen 
to what the Biden administration pitched out, basically asking for a one-week delay. But who knows? And all they're doing is basically asking for one week, one week to secure the border that is wide open. And they won't even admit that it is wide open. That's the big problem. They are in such disgusting denial of what is really happening at the border. And in the meantime, they are leaving us all so incredibly vulnerable. They have also now found that migrants are in all 50 states. And they figured out, like, what different congressional districts they have actually gone to. This is amazing. They have gone to 433 districts, all but two congressional districts in the United States. So it is rampant. It is an enormous issue. And they don't seem to want to reverse course. All they're doing is basically blaming, like, what do you mean? What open border? What open border? There's no open border. They think that we are all stupid. And so what they have asked for is a thousand new processors. As soon as I saw its processors, I was like, are you kidding me? We need to be getting these people that will throw them back on the other side of the border till we can vet them. We're in a position right now where we are unbelievably vulnerable. And all they're thinking about is somebody who's going to process it and speed up everything so people can stay in the United States, so people can get in easier. I mean, to me, that is a frightening, frightening premise. Also, Governor Abbott sending 400 more Texas National Guard to El Paso and to his airport. The airport, there was a scene about the airport the other day. It was incredible. You look at El Paso Airport, which is right there, you know, on the cusp. It's in the hot zone. There were like thousands of them just kind of hanging out at the airport, just sleeping in the airport because they don't know where else to go. At least it's shelter. So, I mean, how scary is this situation that we're dealing with now and all they are doing is fueling the flames. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil. Line one. Phil, your thoughts about all this. Yeah. Uh, tell, by the way, tell your call screener to comment, man. He's, he's like jumping all over me. Okay, look, here's the deal. I'm a vet. I, I did my service, and, I, and, I'm, uh, and I'm very proud of that. The thing is, this country is in great danger right now. What you have to do. Is you forget the National Guard. The National Guard are weekend warriors. Who half of them they're walking around with brooms and they're walking around with with shovels. They're not doing anything to protect the country. You need the United States Armed Forces. You need the Army. You need you need the Marines. These people are going to flip out. I'm telling you, these immigrants, these illegals that are in here, and I, I'm, I'm very clear to call them illegals. They broke the law. The president broke the law bringing them in. These people are going to freak out because things are getting worse in this country. We don't have people who are working can barely afford to live. What are these illegals going to do? Are you going to keep feeding them money? No, it's not going to work. The government's going to cut them off. They're going to do their job. Their job is, according to the drug cartels, and I've, 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 I've spoken to people who live in Mexico, the cartels want these people to flip out and go wild and do do things that you would not believe possible to the people of this country. That's the whole reason that they're in here. People like Biden were paid off to take these people, and we need the United States Armed Forces, period. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you need somebody with that kind of experience, too, Phil, because you can't just have somebody who these people are ruthless. There's a number that are obviously tied to the cartel or the cartels are being the coyotes, bringing them in. Um, I mean, and we got to get tough. You know, it's amazing, Phil. I was looking at this number. This is stunning. 
that they have seized uh, the Border Patrol and DEA actually have seized enough fentanyl just this year to kill every U.S. citizen. I mean, that is a stunning number. And the fact that this administration doesn't want to do anything to pay attention to it is it's shocking, Phil. It is shocking and it is downright derelict. Go ahead, Phil. Your thoughts about this. My, my fear is that these, these people, there are agents among the illegals that were sent here by the cartels. They're going to cause havoc. God, what do we do if one of these one of these psychos throws a whole bag of fentanyl in, in, in the city reservoir? You can't filter that. They have no way of detecting it. The point is hundreds of thousands of people could die. They want absolute chaos. Uh, you know, I hate to say it. Uh, Rita, but this country is on the edge, the very edge of the cliff, ready to crumble. And if we don't do something, we the citizens don't do something real soon, and, and, and the decent politicians that are out there really push the bullet really hard, we're going to lose this country in a matter of a year and a half, guaranteed. There won't be a trace of America left. Wow. You know, um, Phil, thank you very much. You know, it's interesting because Even Kevin McCarthy came out this week and he said that 13 million more migrants may cross through our southern border. We've had anywhere from four to five million already. But he's saying in the next two years of President Biden, 13 million. Think about like what Phil is saying, what that does to the population, what the risks are. You know, a lot of them are coming just for, you know, a better life. I don't begrudge them, but I begrudge our system that has done nothing to block them. And it's outrageous. What other country in this world has its borders so wide open? What other country in this world, like, basically isn't a sovereign nation and doesn't really care and has the president of the country not talking about protecting our borders, protecting our homeland I mean, even I think about like even I covered President Clinton and I've covered a whole bunch of others. And you would hear from President Clinton about border issues. He wasn't perfect by any means, but at least he was trying. I mean, this one doesn't even want to go to the border. It is so shameful. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. Everybody, 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Christmas music here on the Rita Cosby Show, of course, The Ronettes. And you can never go wrong with a little bit of Frosty the Snowman. Speaking of uh, Snowman, you know, I think about that movie in uh, uh, Thailand, you know, the whole deal. Now we're talking about fentanyl crossing our border, and boy, is it scary. So much so that the DEA says in the last year they have seized, that's just the part they've seized, that is enough to kill every single American. And now the Biden administration, they're asking Congress for somewhere between $3.5 to $4 billion to add more people at the border, but not to necessarily secure the border, just to basically be babysitters and hurry up and process them quicker. It is crazy. So here is what Texas County Sheriff Thad Cleveland says he is right there on the front lines. What can fix it 
is uh, what's coming out of the White House, the message that's delivered from the United States of America to those people looking to come to our, our country. Um, also, what can fix it is the migrant protection protocols. That was something that was taking place under President Trump and worked. Um, also, I mentioned that, uh, you, you know, there, there are some pros with, with Title 42, but it needs to go away. It served its purpose. Um, but what it does do is it enables our Border Patrol agents to stay in the field longer. It, it shortens the amount of process, processing that's required, thus giving them more time to be in the field to apprehend groups. But we need to get back. We need to get back to ensuring that we have a consequence for someone who enters our country illegally and, uh, and the Remain in Mexico MPP program. Right. But they ain't going to do it. They clearly, and in fact, if you're just tuning in, the last few hours, the Biden administration filing a brief with the Supreme Court, essentially saying we just need about a week. Um, let's keep Title 42 in place for maybe one more week and then maybe December 27th or so, something like that. Uh, maybe we'll lift it. I mean, give me a break one more week with before they open the floodgates. I mean, what is going on with these people? They are so clueless. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Adam, line six in Connecticut. Go ahead, Adam. Hi there. My wife and I, we are so scared of at night that maybe an illegal is going to break into our house, rape my wife maybe, maybe kill me, maybe take our dog. Uh, we don't know. And when we go out and we see someone that looks Hispanic, we have to walk the other way because we don't know if they're they might be illegal or they might not. How do you know who's illegal or who's not? And we also know that Americans, God fearing Americans, do not commit crimes. It's all the illegals. Right. And I know that Donald Trump is the only person who's going to actually do anything about this because every problem in America is illegals. Right. Well, a lot of issues are surrounding it. Not every problem, but a lot of issues are surrounding it. And, and you know what? The, the lack of vetting is interesting. Where do you live in Connecticut, Adam? We live in Stanford, and there are a lot of Hispanic people in Stanford, and I think they might all be illegals. And by the way, do you realize how ridiculous this fear-mongering is by you guys? And you're going to keep losing elections if you keep this fear-mongering, because the fact that you even thought I was serious. Yeah, well, well that's why. Did you hear you my well, Adam, did you hear my reaction? My reaction to you was like, what are you talking about? I'm trying to no, be respectful. And Adam, by the way, when you said yeah. Stanford, Connecticut, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, why are you so worried? But there is a serious issue, Adam. I don't think I don't think you should be joking about it because there are huge issues with illegals coming into this country. And I blame, again, the border. You know, I, I just said to you, if you were listening, if you got the wax out of your ears, I was just saying to you that it's the Biden administration. I don't blame anybody for coming to this country. Um, it's the greatest country in the world. What I do blame is the lack of vetting. And we just said that there's 150,000 that they've lost track of. So you think that they're good people, Adam? I mean, come on. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I could tell you were being somewhat facetious. I was hoping so. Um, but... There is a real fear, and you don't live right on the border, by the way, Adam. So, you know, I mean, you have no place to be talking about this right now because, you know, in, in Stanford, Connecticut, yeah, maybe there are some that are working there. And there's some great folks that are coming. I don't begrudge anybody for coming to this country. What I do begrudge is not vetting them, not checking them, and giving money to illegals where they are not giving it often to veterans, other issues. There's a lot of big issues here, Adam, and it's not anything to make light of. Let's go to Joe in Rockland, line one. Go ahead, Joe. Hi, Rita. Um, 
I'm retired military and I'm retired New York City cop. We've spoken before. Um, I agree with Phil, the not this guy, the other caller before him. And he, he's spot on 110%. And, you know, if it's been mentioned, but not enough. If you were the leader of these little countries where they're all coming from, What's the first thing you would do? I would dump my prisons of everyone in there, the worst of the worst, and mix them in with the women and the children. And I believe that's what they're doing. And what's happening is... And, you're, and you're do, gonna... do me a favor, Joe. We just got a hard break. Will you stay with us? We'll, we'll pick you up right after the side of the break. I want to hear more of your thoughts as a retired military and also retired cop. Uh, Joe weighing in on what's really going on in the border and the threat to us. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Tampa, Florida, where body cam footage shows the rescue of a great-grandmother and small child who were trapped under a car after a driver ran them over while backing out of a parking lot. On Sunday, Tampa police and fire rescue responded to a report of a pedestrian-involved car accident in the parking lot of an apartment complex and found an 80-year-old woman and her 3-year-old great-granddaughter pinned beneath a Toyota Corolla. The pair were returning from the grocery store when a driver accidentally drove over the two while backing out of a parking spot. Indeed, if it had not been for the quick actions of Corporal Lance Baker of Tampa, and some good Samaritans and Tampa Fire Rescue firefighters, a grandmother and young child, may not have made it out of this accident alive. On the scene, Corporal Baker immediately helped the woman stuck under the car to breathe by removing grocery store items from between the woman and the car. Baker also worked with firefighters to cut the child out of the stroller before they were able to safely remove both her and her great-grandmother from under the vehicle. The chief of police there in Tampa said, quote, we are proud of Corporal Baker's quick actions and calmness under pressure while helping this family. We're thankful for the Good Samaritans and Tampa firefighters who also jumped into action to make sure this grandmother and young child would get a chance to see another Christmas this week. And wow, what a powerful story. And of course, the timing of all this. We are talking again about what's going on at our border and how dangerous the situation is. That now the Biden administration in the last few hours is just asking for a one-week extension. That's it. They're saying we want Title 42. That's that health provision to throw people back into their home country. Well, we want that lifted. And it doesn't matter that there might be 15,000 illegals a day under that. We still just want it lifted. And we're going to move full steam ahead. We just need another week to get uh, our processors in order. So, boy, what does that say about the priorities of this administration? To me, it is shameful. And listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is an exchange she had with Jackie Heinrich, uh, who's a reporter, the White House correspondent at Fox News. And she was asking her about Title 42 and it going away. Listen to this exchange and the finger pointing by this White House. Someone like Joe Manchin saying, well, the president has the ability to ask for an extension. He should be asking for an extension because we're at this point where you've got a deadline and a crisis. Is that within the president's authority to do that? 
So look, we remain we remained under a court order to lift Title 42. That is a court order. That is a court order that is telling us to lift Title 42, and we're going to comply because we follow the rule of law. That is sought to lift. That is, but it is a court order. But that is that started by you guys. It was a court order that has been provided to us, and so now we have to comply, and that is we have to comply by December 21st. It is it is a law that is been don't support. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying that it is a court order that has been presented to us that we are going to comply with. It's a court order. We had nothing to do with it. What a bunch of hogwash. They clearly had something to do with it. They could have asked for a long extension. They didn't. They're not fighting it. They are so thrilled that more illegals will be coming into our country. Here's a little bit more of her scolding Jackie Heinrich saying, what do you mean the border's open? No way. Plain English to migrants who might be thinking about it. What should they do after Wednesday? I, I just laid that really clear. It, it, it would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. The border is not open. That, to me, is one of the most shocking statements. And she says it with a straight face. Are you kidding me? And then she said, anybody who is saying that the border is open is basically caving to the smugglers. I mean, how disgusting and how lowball are these people? Take a listen. And there's estimates of 50,000 migrants in Mexico waiting to cross if Title 42 ends. Is that accurate? And would that overwhelm the Border Patrol? So, look, I, I don't uh, don't have a, uh, a number uh, for you at this time. What I can say is that we know smugglers uh, will try to spread misinformation to take advantage of these vulnerable uh, migrants. But I want to be very clear here. Uh, the fact is that the removal of Title 42 does not mean the border is open. Uh, anyone who suggests otherwise is simply doing the work of these smugglers who, again, are spreading misinformation and which are which is very dangerous. How pathetic is that? What's your reaction? If you say the border's open, you're doing the work of the smugglers and you are creating misinformation. That's a new one. one 800 Let's go back to Joe. Line one. Uh, Joe, thanks so much. Sorry to put you on hold. Go ahead, Joe. That's all right. Wow, that's some stuff. Um, you know, they're letting all the prisons out. They're letting they're bringing all the people that are sick here. They don't want them in their country. They want to get this. this is all, you know, it's all like part of a master plan. I hate to say it. I mean, eighty billion dollars worth of weapons left in Afghanistan. It's the, there's something going on here, and with. All this going on, these people are getting the lay of the land, and all of a sudden it's just going to explode. Like, I believe it was Phil that had said it. And that's what's going to happen. They're just, right now, they're content. Things are getting paid for. It's like they died and went to heaven. And that's all going to end. I mean, look at Adams. He just asked for $5 billion from Biden. He's not, he's not going to get it. But... This is all going to come to an end, and then they're going to go nuts, these people. There's no jobs for them. There's no jobs for us. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it doesn't look good, like Phil said, in a year and a half. Yeah, that's a sad thing. By the way, I think it doesn't look good in a week and a half, right after the border opens, to think about 15,000 people crossing a day. It's just, it's shocking, Joe. It is shocking. Joe, thank you. You're so sweet to wait on. Hold on. We really appreciate it. Your background as a former military and cop, too. Thank you. Um, let's go to Bob. 
Line six, Bob, your thoughts. You just heard Joe say that it's going to explode, that this is so dangerous. Absolutely. Rita, let me tell you something. Joe Biden is the worst president in the history of this country. And I blame the American people who voted for this jerk. He's going to have blood on his hands and walk my words. I'll tell you something else. I'm sure you've seen film clips of what's going on in Somalia, where you have running gangs with automatic weapons running in the streets. You're going to see that in this country. Mark my words. Wow, that is a scary premise. Are you worried about, I guess, uh, some threat to the homeland or gangs? I mean, you bring up an interesting point that a lot of these are part of gangs that come in. I mean, a lot of them come through by gangs and cartels. I mean, who knows what the master plan is by these cartels, Bob? They're going to be hitting all these stores and banks. You mark my words. Wow, scary stuff. Bob, thank you. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina, line five. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Rita, always a good show. I'll tell you what, um, what what can be said about the latest development with Biden and his vice president? She's always saying, oh, the borders are fine. Not to worry. Are you kidding me? That we know of, five million plus. And then he wants to uh, uh, have, what, four billion dollars to process them to literally babysit, like you said, you know, uh, uh, fentanyl. And anything that Donald Trump did in this country was in great shape. And look at the downward spiral we're, we're in with this guy. He's got a vendetta against Trump. Drug cartel is underworld. It's big business, and it's sickening. It's sickening to the point where I don't believe what I'm hearing and seeing. You know, it's it's wild. It's wild. It is. It's scary stuff. Mike, thank you very much. Uh, let's go to uh, Delia uh, in Long Island. Go ahead, Delia. Line seven. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, I love your show, but you make me crazy when you say they're clueless. I agree with the other few people that just spoke. This has been a very long-term plan, and I don't blame the illegals because they want to make—they're destroying America. They they don't want America. These are globalists. They want one world order, and this is how they're doing it. And they just—we're the clueless ones. They want to keep America clueless. It's making me crazy. Sometimes I can just turn off the radio. I already got rid of the TV because I can't stand the stupidity. I'm watching us stupidly sell ourselves out. Yeah, this it's scary. Insane. And, you know, you bring up a great point because you're right. It is an orchestrated effort because there's no way in heck somebody would just do it without it being thought through in a plan because it's so reckless. But, um, and it's not it's not just Biden. Obama was a puppet, too, but he was at least a smart one. This is a much bigger thing. And we are clueless uh, because we don't have a good uh, news agency. Thank God I listened to some at least uh, radio. You, You give some insight into something good. You don't even get any of the truth. On TV. Oh, it's amazing. But- it, it is so amazing. And especially if you watch something like a CNN or you watch an MSNBC, it's like you're in an alternate universe. By the way, it was interesting because there was a reporter, by the way, on MSNBC who was talking about how open the borders were, Delia. And I couldn't believe that. That to me said, boy, it's that obvious that even an MSNBC reporter is talking about well, it. You know, common sense is. Everybody knows the board is open because there's 50,000 standing right there right now. How stupid are we that we even listen to that? It yeah. like, makes me crazy. You know, what I don't understand, Delia, is that if I lived on the border, I would be out there protesting left and right. I don't understand how individuals on the border are not out there every single day. I applaud, by the way, 
Kevin McCarthy, who's likely to be the next House Speaker uh, when the GOP takes over January 3rd. I that, don't trust him. Well, let's see. Let's see. I don't trust no, him. No, no, I, I don't I know applaud, why, but I don't trust him. I applaud that he's going to do hearings, at least, um, on the well, border. That's what he, he said. Does. I don't know. I think he's on the McConnell and that, that, that little group there that's selling us out also. I mean, it, it's both sides. It's Democrats and it's Republicans. It's people who are not into the American um, ethos. Well, we uh, well, McConnell is part they, of McConnell is like is obviously out for his own power, out for his own position. And that, to me, is very transparent. I agree with you on that one. Uh, let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Jen, your thoughts about this. Go ahead. Hey, Rita. Um, I, I'm just really ticked off. This um, smarmy guy that called, you thought he was being cute with you. Well, you know what? He may not know anyone that's been killed by an illegal, but I do. And perhaps it might matter some to him that it wasn't an American that had every right to be here, however unfortunate that he was a criminal, but someone that we let saunter across the border, you know, and that probably had, um, well, at least the guy that killed this person that I knew, had several different forms of fake ID, had several Massachusetts benefit cards in different names, okay, taxpayer dollars, was... um, driving drunk repeatedly and let go because the standards in this state and many states, illegals are let go for the crimes that Americans are prosecuted for. And I can't tell you how many people that I've met through this family that are also angel families um, that have people that have been killed. What about the Kenyan uh, serial killer down in Texas that has killed countless elderly women? Um, nobody knows about him, Rita. You know why? If he was an American serial killer, we'd know him. We don't know him because he's from Kenya. Anyone can look it up. Just type in Texas serial killer from Kenya. By the way, how sad is that testament that that we're just, you know, that we're only covering certain things if they're American? And and it makes you wonder, when I just brought up, Jen, that 150,000 migrants have been lost track of by ICE in a training video, they talk about it, saying, you know, how we were, we just can't keep track of it. And this is before Title 42. It makes exactly. me think, oh, my God, what's ahead? Rita, can I ask the guy, how many people, is, how many illegals does he have staying in his house? Okay, how many illegals is he paying the way for? Well, you know what? I have family members and friends that, that are sick and older and that cannot work and that worked hard their whole life. They, they worked in healthcare, two of them off the top of my head, and they can't afford the medicine and the supplements that their cardiologists want them to take. But there again, look what they did at, at the with, at the tent set up down there. They had medical people on site tending to these people. Do you think any of them are going to pay for anything? No, it's you and me and everyone else that have busted their hunk their whole life. And what about the guys down in uh, Virginia that on the 4th of July, the two illegals that were going to shoot up the amphitheater, but they someone ratted them out? And what about the guy from Suffolk County? that had countless sex assault warrants out on him, all illegals, and, and, and the girls on Long Island that had their hearts cut out by the MS-13 gang members. But you know what? None of it matters to this guy until it happens to him. So you know what? Let him think he is the moral high ground. Let him think he's somehow superior. I'm sick and tired of every one of them. And more than that, Rita, I'm sick of, like that woman just said, I'm sick of the Americans sitting here and taking it. It's our country. People fought and died for this country. How dare we give it away? And one last thing, there's a great video. It's as of two weeks ago, it was still up on YouTube, surprisingly, 
It's called With Open Gates, The Collective Suicide of the European Nation. And someone should look that up and look at what's happened over there. And look why Sweden just voted in for the first time uh, uh, what they would call over there a far-right um, head of state. You know why? It, because of, they had the most immigration. And now look what's happened over there with crime. Look at their quality of life. So I, I don't want to hear anyone talk about it. And I want people, for God's sakes, at least pick up your phone, call your elected representatives, use the voice God gave you. You know what? Because we're not get, we were blessed beyond measure to have what we have, and we're losing it. For, for the most part, we've lost it, but there's still something to fight for, and for God's sake, we need to fight while we can. And if someone thinks I'm being melodramatic, take a look at how many hundreds and hundreds of billions we are spending on people that have no right to be here. And why, why and like the woman said, why aren't the Republicans as well as the Democrats changing the law? I agree. But, By the way, and the one thing I was hoping, Jen, too, is that with, Senate, with uh, Congressman McCarthy— who is set to be the House Speaker, he said that he's planning on hearing, doing those hearings about the border and the dereliction of duty as he sees it with Mayorkas and with Biden and others at the border. So that will be really interesting, just bringing people down. It may be the first time that a number of Democrats have ever gone to the border. How pathetic is that? But you're right. It's a responsibility of both sides. And also individuals in the community need to speak out. Because if you're right there, if you look at these images in El Paso Airport, there are thousands of them just kind of sleeping out in the airport. Can you imagine if you lived in El Paso? It's like, you know, you don't you don't run your city anymore. You've surrendered your city. And that is so sad. And there are many American cities like that. And sadly, many more to come. Jen, some really powerful points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And you just heard from Jen talking about the border and what a mess it is. And the fact that now it looks like Title 42 is about to be lifted. It's delayed about a week, but that is it. And this administration is shameless in the way that it has handled our border security. I worry so much about the sovereignty of our nation. I worry so much of where we're headed. And this administration doesn't seem to care. Uh, Let's go to Alex, line eight. Go ahead, Alex. Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking the call. And the reason why they're going to, you know, lift this um, Title 42 is so that they should be able to get more Democratic votes. They don't care about these people. I mean, if they cared about the lives of people, then they would say we can't allow these people in here to sacrifice our children's lives and safety with the amount of cocaine that's coming in here. But one of the things that this White House uh, came out with and said you're not allowed to talk about how the border is open because that's causing more people to come here and not that their action is causing more people to come here. So to put it in perspective, it's this Biden administration is doing something unconstitutional by keeping this border open and allowing people to come in here illegally. And they're telling us that we're not allowed to use our constitutional right of our Second Amendment to talk about how it's a problem and that the border is open. So they're allowed to do something that's unconstitutional, and we're not allowed to use our Second Amendment to talk about it. And if we do, then we're responsible for the problem that they cause to happen. Well, by the way, you you got to give them credit that it's a very creative way to, like, uh, try to shame people or try to shut them up. Uh, but Americans can see with their own two eyes. I agree with you. It's, it's this it's ridiculous logic by the White House. 
And when I heard Corinne Jean-Pierre say that, I was like, are you kidding me? That like we're fueling as if it's the Biden's policies are not fueling the situation. Election fraud. They did it with this with election fraud. Also, if you believe that there was fraud in the 2020 election and you were talking about it, you weren't allowed to talk about it because if you believe that that's what was taking place because you were causing violence to, to happen. And that's why we had January 6th. Well, if you believe that that happened, then you believe that there was corruption and fraud going on in this election. And so you should be able to use your Second Amendment and your right to, to, to free speech to talk about it, and you should be allowed to talk about this border problem and expose it for what it is so that people should know to vote these Democrats out of office because they're killing our children by allowing this cocaine to come in here. Oh, yeah, and, and fentanyl. By the way, Alex, you know, you haven't even hit on the whole uh, the whole issue of fentanyl. The fact that the DEA has seized just this year, it came out today, enough fentanyl to kill every single American. And somebody brought up, I mean, it's a scary premise. You know, what? A, you know, there was a woman in Florida, it was a cop in Florida, we did a story about it, that she was busting somebody and they had a little bit of fentanyl in a dollar bill. She went into cardiac arrest. She had to be, you know, saved and had to have EMS helping her. And it was such a small amount. So it, it is so dangerous and so unbelievably risky. Let's go to BJ. Line four. BJ, your thoughts about all this? The border crisis is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Democrat Party. Uh I don't recall Eric Adams saying we were going to get a thousand illegal aliens a week when he was running against Curtis Lewa. Somehow this has happened and it's been encouraged and egged on. Uh, it's destroying our major cities and the major cities are going to depopulate to the red areas, further polarizing the country. In my estimation, the only thing that we need to do or we can do is have uh, focus on recall efforts. Uh, of these major politicians who ran, who who ran as one thing and did another. Uh, Eric Adams is one of them. You know, he focused. Uh, he never told us that we were going to have all these people come here uh, and basically change our culture and change our way of life. Uh, and he's encouraging it. He's not sending these people back to where exactly. they came And from. by the way, he's asking he's for more money, BJ. I mean, that's you. He is just like Biden in the sense that he's asking. And in fact, it came out. I didn't vote for this. Right. Did you? No. You I know didn't... what? That's that's the thing. It's interesting. So, uh, by the way, it came out that New York City is expected to get the bulk of $800 million of aid for the migrant crisis, not to send them back, but to have them housed well, food, all this. It's taxpayer money. I mean, that's, that's you had a great point, BJ. Disgraceful. And they should be held to account. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely shocking. BJ, thank you. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. And also, we are talking about President Trump tomorrow. They will be releasing the final report from the January 6th Deeply Partisan Committee. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. And they're also looking at releasing his tax returns at some point in the near future. This comes as a new poll shows Trump doing pretty well, that he may be the man to beat. Where do you see the election going and could this backfire on the January 6th committee? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
If you think the criminal referrals from the January 6th very partisan committee to the Department of Justice against President Trump, that they're going to slow him down? Heck no. Some of the new polls that are coming out are showing that Trump, in some cases, is as popular as ever and that he is still the one to beat in the GOP. And I have always said this, don't count Trump out. They are trying to go after him every which way but loose. You look about it, the whole thing with the January 6th committee referrals, this comes also at the same time that they are planning to release his tax returns, which they've been trying to get for years upon years. So in the middle of all that, you also have the special counsel, Jack Smith, who's looking into January 6th and Mar-a-Lago. Can you think of anybody else, whether they're Republican or Democrat, that could take so much incoming and still say, I'm in for the fight? So it's pretty amazing that some of these new polls that are coming out are saying that some of these things may backfire big time on the Democrats, that they're coming out and saying, you know what, Um, he did this, he did that, he did this, and yet people are going, you know, give me a break. You've spent millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars. You have spent countless hours. You've broken into prime time. You've consumed America at a time where you're not focused on the border. You're not focused on fentanyl. You're not focused on crime. And yet all you're focused on is January 6th, January 6th. It looks so transparent how political and how partisan this is. And I think it is going to hurt the Democrats and it's going to help Trump. It's going to increase a sympathy vote. Andy McCarthy, former prosecutor, actually did a story saying that he thinks that politicizing this decision really is going to help President Trump big time and that it's going to backfire And that people are going to say, you know what, this is so transparent that they're just out to get President Trump anything they can do to make sure that he doesn't run again so they can have basically a Democratic Party in the White House for the next 20, 30 years. And anybody out there who says, "Okay, well, I'd rather have DeSantis or I'd rather have someone else. Don't you think that they're going to come for DeSantis next? Don't you think they're going to come for whoever else is running next? Could they handle the heat like President Trump? Probably not. What are your thoughts about all of this, guys? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here is Liz Cheney talking about her referral and said, you know, this is about the Constitution. It's about our country. Is there anybody out there who believes this hogwash from her? It was with uh, solemnity and, and sadness um, that, that, you know, the facts led to um, – criminal referrals for the former president of the United States. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm proud of the work that our committee has done. And uh, I think that people ask me, how do we make sure January 6th never happens again? And I think that the, there are a number of things we need to do, but probably among the very most important and maybe the most important is we have to hold those who were responsible for January 6th accountable. Yeah, it's all about accountability as opposed to any personal political vendetta that you clearly have against President Trump. And then Adam Shifty Schiff made this comment. Uh, I think the most serious of the crimes we allege is the crime of insurrection itself. Uh, And there I think the evidence is abundant that the president assembled this mob, uh, that after all else failed, uh, and he's told that this uh, people in the crowd won't go through metal detectors because they're armed 
He nonetheless sends this armed and dangerous mob to the Capitol. Uh, and while they're uh, attacking police officers, interfering the joint session, uh, he watches from the comfort of the White House dining room and refuses to lift a finger to do anything to stop it. And then tells the country how much he loves these people and is even now talking about pardons if he gets the chance. Yeah. Guess what? The border was secure under President Trump. And so far, everything that I heard yesterday, there was nothing new. They build it up like, oh, there's going to be some new bombshells in there. There were no new bombshells in there. And if you're going to hold Trump accountable, then you got to hold Maxine Waters accountable. You got to hold Chuck Schumer accountable. Even some of the people who announced the charges, Jamie Raskin, who was reading the counts against Trump, he basically disputed the electoral votes for the 2016 election. He's on the House floor in 2017 saying, you know what, Um, there's some serious issues here and we shouldn't count the electoral votes. But it's okay for them. What a bunch of total hypocrites. 1-800-848-9222-1-800-848-9222. One thing for sure, under President Trump, our border was secure. There is no doubt about that. It was solid. It was, they were respected him. They knew if they crossed the border and they didn't have a legitimate asylum claim that could be provable, they would have been shipped right back. And the whole remain in Mexico was in place. The border wall started. Remember all of those things, and boy, what a mess we are in our border right now. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Juan in the Bronx. On line three, go ahead, Juan. Hi, uh, Rita. Happy holidays. And please let me tell you real quick, I admire your work with Tunnel to Towers and police officers everywhere. Thank you, Juan. It's the least we can all do. They are like America's heroes. And for me to shine a light on them, I love it. You said it. And a happy holidays to them, too. Absolutely. Uh, And their families. Yeah. Rita, I hate to sound like some sort of a party pooper, but with this Title uh, 42 thing, um, I can't see one way or the other the advantages I mean, uh, I can't see where, oh, okay, they're going to reinstall it. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I, I don't see, uh, like I said, the advantages, really. It's, it's the same old, same old to me. Yeah, the only problem is, one that uh, it's already bad, to your point, already right now with Title 42 in place. What's really scary is they are predicting we might see 15,000 migrants a day crossing. And so as bad as it looks now, this may just be the tip of the iceberg. And that's a scary premise, I think. That's where we're really opening into dangerous territory. I mean, we're already in very bad territory and the border's wide open, contrary to what the White House says. But despite all of that, there is clear evidence that they will absolutely open the floodgates even more. And they're getting more agents to process. So we see their plan. Their plan is to get more people into the United States illegally. And at what point do we say, we can't take anymore? I mean, I would have thought we would have said that a couple of years ago. But they're predicting under President Biden, we may see 13 million. That's a huge, huge number. So you bring up a great point. It's like, it's bad already, but it could be catastrophic very soon. Let's go to Rich. Line five. Rich, your thoughts. 
Yeah, Rita, there's no population growth here. That migration is just going to continue. And the same thing happens in uh, in Europe. Uh, people aren't having children like they used to do. And so these, these voids are going to be filled with people from other nations. It's a natural uh, occurrence. And, you know, uh, g- women don't have children. And uh, how many children do you have? How many children do you have? I, I have all of you. <laughs> Think about it. Uh, women don't aren't having American women aren't having children anymore. Yeah, uh, and that's a know, sad testament. Yeah, they want to live the good life, you know, like, oh, let's go out, let's go here, let's go to the Bahamas or something. Well, and I think, Rich, I think it's it's obviously everybody's choice as to kids or not kids, but to sort of orchestrate getting people in who are going to vote for your side, and it's such a dangerous way as to open wide open our southern border, that is like, this is an unprecedented way to get new voters. I mean, there have been creative ways in history, but I've never seen anything like this. Uh, let's go to Carrie, line seven. Carrie, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Are you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Go ahead, Carrie. Thank you for taking my call. I agree with a couple of callers who called in about this is this is definitely a plan. This has been in the works for for some time now. Um, the the other lady who called, she said she got up kind of upset because. Um, I think she said that you were saying that people are clueless. These people are clueless. Yeah, and she said, no, that it's they're not clueless, that it's a concerted effort, which was an interesting point she made that, you know, they're not just kind of out to lunch, that this is kind of manipulate, you know, manipulative and, and an orchestrated effort. Uh, I think that's an interesting point. Don't you, Carrie? Yes, well, that's why I bring it up, because I feel the same way. Whenever I've heard you say clueless or others, it kind of like hit me because I would say to myself, these people are not clueless. This is intentional. This yeah, is conniving, conniving. Don't you think? I mean, because to say we're going to have a wide open southern border and to not care um, and just kind of keep them and, and to the point where the president won't even go down to the border, Carrie. I mean, that is it is shocking. The dereliction of duty. And you think about the first responsibility of any president is to protect the homeland. And they are clearly not protecting the homeland. And you're right. I I agree. It's much more of an orchestrated, conniving process doing it and putting Americans that are here in this country in harm's way. Your thoughts, Carrie? Yeah, well, I I have felt this for the longest time. Once once I heard beginning this earlier this year that all these migrants are coming in, I asked myself, why is this happening? You know, and where I live, there there are loads of them. And I was like, why has my community changed like overnight? You know, like these people, how do they afford living in these buildings? You know, like, you know, they come poor from their country and they're living, getting housing in these taxpayer like, dollars. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay. And that's a lot of it, Carrie. Um, let's go to Robert. Uh, line three. Go ahead, Robert. Your thoughts. You just heard Carrie saying it was a conniving planned effort, which I agree. Merry Christmas, Rita. You too. Um, I want to tell you that this is, from what I see, a massive gaslighting effort against the population of the United States of America. When the press secretary can say that there is no, that the border is closed with a straight face, she's either stupid or lying. Obama admitted, he admitted when he was in office that he was managing the decline of the United States of America. People did what? Cheer for him? Who was his vice president? It was Joe Biden. The oath of office that these people take 
reads thus. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8. Before he enter... Before he enter on the execution of his office, he shall take the following oath or affirmation, quote, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will to the best of my ability. So let me ask you, Robert, uh, let me ask you, do you believe he's violating his oath of office? Absolutely. He's a traitor. Yeah, I mean, it to me... He is clearly not protecting the homeland. On your show, the, I've heard this several times on your show, and I applaud the people who have the guts enough to say it. This is being a traitor. It's he is protecting, totally. They're not protecting the country against all invaders, foreign and domestic. So they are the domestic. Yeah, no, it's scary, and you know I hate to call a president a traitor, but I will clearly say, Robert that it is absolutely a dereliction of duty. And you talk about the oath of office. The responsibility is to, quote, protect the homeland. And he clearly isn't doing that. And it's an orchestrated effort, as all of you are saying, which is a frightening premise. And the fact that, you know, I I don't understand why there are not more people picketing at the southern border or complaining who are shocked, uh, as we all are, because we're seeing the images. I mean, it's right there in front of your eyes. You can see it, you know, with whether they're, some of them are just walking. Some of them you see on the infrared cameras. Either way, it looks like a whole like city is coming through every single day. And at what point are we just busting through the seams? We may already be there. And again, intentional. Real quick, Dave in New Jersey. Go ahead, Dave. Line seven, your thoughts. Hi. Well, yeah, you were saying picketing. That's what really needs to be done here. And until America gets the gumption, the people at large anyway, have the gumption, the willpower, the interest to do it, to do that and mass in, in a mass protest. This is this is just going to continue. And as far as this guy saying that, well, these all, all these people are population shifting to this country because we're not having babies. We're not having babies because we've got this big welfare state such that uh, it's so uh, expensive to have to raise a child in this country anyway. So this is uh, one and the same problem anyway. Yeah, no, it's a great point, because right now uh, with inflation, who wants to think about having uh, six mouths to feed when they can barely feed three or four at Christmas? It's a tough time. And the fact that money is going, taxpayer money is going to these illegals, and we're hearing that a huge bulk, 800,000, sorry, 800 million will be going to New York City. And again, not to bring them back, not to ship them back. It's 800 million to house them and make sure they're properly taken care of. Uh, What about Americans? I mean, at what point do we say this is insane and clearly an orchestrated effort? in a sad, sad, sad way. We're going to take your calls after the break, everybody, talking about the border, but we're also talking about President Trump because now his taxes will be released. The House voted, no surprise, it's a Democratic House, so they're trying to get it all done before January 3rd. And this comes at the same time that a new poll shows that Trump is still the one to beat in the GOP. So where is all of this headed as tomorrow the report with all those criminal referrals, will come out publicly, the January 6th committee. Any surprises? Where do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to backfire big time. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, it may not be a Merry Christmas for those working on the border because it looks like Title 42, even though it's delayed 
by the White House. It looks like basically it will be lifted in about a week. And this is what Brandon Judd, who is head of the Border Patrol Council, basically he said that it is such a dangerous situation. He cannot believe that President Biden isn't doing anything to protect the homeland. And as you guys were just saying, clearly that is a priority. Here's Brandon Judd. I'm glad that uh, communities are preparing for the end of Title 42. I just wish that our government would be preparing for the end of Title 42. They're doing absolutely nothing. There are no new policies, programs, operations in place to to actually defend against what we're what we're going to see. Nothing for what we are going to see. There is no plan. There's no plan. All it is is throw more money at it. Our money. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John in Pennsylvania, line seven. John, your thoughts about this? Well, I just don't understand why our Congress and Senate, even though we're outnumbered as far as Republican and Democrat, why aren't they hollering about this? Yeah, I agree. I I agree. It's stunning that they're not. You're, You're absolutely right. I mean, we're the Republicans. They're talking about it, but... I think they're using it in many ways as more of a political issue than actually doing answers. I mean, they hope to get to the bottom of it. Part of it is also, John, they haven't been in control of the House. That's going to happen on January 3rd. So they couldn't do anything prior to that. you got to remember that. So it all depends who's in control. I understand that, but they can at least speak up, you know, start saying, hey, man, this is bold. I agree. I agree. And they better start getting a set of cojones if they really care about American security. John, thank you. Let's go to Jimmy, line three. Jimmy, your thoughts about what's going on in our border? Yeah, before Biden got involved with the communist Chinese, he was involved in radical left. Look look up Council for a Livable World. Go to Key Wiki. Okay, so yeah, keep going. Keep going, Jimmy. I don't want to have it be a big promotion. Go ahead. Council for a Livable World was founded by one of the Soviet spies when we had the atom bomb project during World War II, a guy named Leo Szilard. That guy is the one who founded Council for a Livable World. You've got to remember, Biden three times voted against helping the people of Nicaragua when Castro and the Soviets and everything were trying to take over Nicaragua. So Biden's history is working for the enemy. Everything he's doing now fits He's doing everything you would do if you're the enemy. He's destroying our energy sector so that the bombers don't have to come in. He's destroying our businesses so bombers don't have to come in. He's allowing fentanyl in. Fentanyl is killing people in America from 18 to 45, 49 years old. That's the working age. That's the war fighting age. No, you, Jimmy, by the way, and you always have such a great sense of history that you understand sort of the master plan. And I agree with you, sadly, because there's no other conceivable reason it's happening. Uh, Let's go to Victoria in Vermont, line five. Go ahead, Victoria. Uh, Yeah, uh, all I want to say is the Supreme Court could put a stop to this by allowing 42 to stay in place. But, I mean, are they so clueless and stupid that they can't see that the country is being invaded? I used to think that the invasion was occurring because the Democrats wanted more more voters. They wanted to import more voters, but it's gone way beyond that. I think they're deliberately trying to destabilize the country because they're ultimately aiming for a system of government where they won't need voters. Well, well, that's a that's a scary premise. I mean, I think that they're looking at blanket amnesty. I actually think that they're planning at some point, Victoria, to say, hey, you know, 
all these millions that are here, um, maybe we don't give all of them amnesty. Maybe at first we give half of them amnesty, and then the next year we give the other half amnesty. And then they're going to play the race card, which I think is always so shameful. Like, oh, you don't want them to have amnesty? You're a racist. That always seems to be the line that they fall back on, which is just pathetic. I mean, because people care about their homeland. Uh, You know, it it is such hypocrisy and the verbiage is just downright frightening. And I think their plan is to is to just open the floodgates, I think, in a big, big way. Victoria, thank you. Everybody, when we come back, we're going to talk about President Trump. His taxes are coming out soon. Also, the final report of the January 6th committee. Can he beat all of the incoming and will it make him more sympathetic? This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Hillsborough County, Florida, where one Tampa nonprofit is showing love to members of our armed forces this Christmas by giving the gift of togetherness. Operation Helping Hand held a special Christmas dinner for patients currently being treated at a VA hospital there. It was a Christmas dinner fit for a hero, and it was a good thing because every table was full of them. Uh, The head of the organization, Jim Griffin, he's a veteran and chairman of Operation Helping Hand, said it means that we still remember you might be in the hospital. You could have been here for years in the trauma unit, but there are people out there that still remember you were there and that's what we do this for. The organization actually holds these dinners once a month, but this December marks their 205th event. How awesome is that? And they can talk to us, he said, about their experiences. They can share their experiences, and there's an understanding between each other. It's different than between civilians. And the organizer, Jim Griffin, said, I think it's great for them. I know it's great for us because we really appreciate doing it. And That's how we get paid. It's the feelings we get from all of these great veterans that we have. What a beautiful story that they're doing that and making their Christmas very, very special. Well, President Trump may be dealing with a lot of headaches. Uh, It looks like they are planning to release his tax returns any day. The Democrats still are in control, remember, until January 3rd. And that means that they are trying to do whatever they can to get whatever they can get released to smear President Trump. That's why they did the whole January 6th hearing yesterday, the final one, and made the criminal referrals. They're trying to do whatever they can. And here is Hakeem Jeffries. This is the guy who is going to be the new House Minority Leader, basically taking over for Nancy Pelosi. Listen to him on his perspective of January 6th. Well, the January 6th committee uh, did a tremendous job from beginning to end, certainly under the leadership of Chairman Benny Thompson and Vice Chair Liz Cheney. They were serious throughout. They were solemn. They were sober, substantive and strategic. Uh, Their mission from the beginning, as charged by Speaker Pelosi, was figure out what happened, why did it happen, how do we prevent this type of attack on our democracy and violent insurrection from ever occurring again. And I think as... Uh, All of the members of the panel today have indicated uh, the fact that they were able to conduct this type of inquiry with such intense pressure and maintain the dignity of it all uh, was incredible. And I think we'll go down in history 
as one of the most important moments of congressional inquiry ever in the republic. And I think it'll go down as one of the most shameful in American history, one of the most partisan attempts, nothing there, and the double standards just reek. Here's a little bit of Adam Shifty Schiff talking about the hearings. It was important, I think, uh, as a matter of accountability for the Justice Department. Uh, The American people now understand that in the view of our committee, the former president committed uh, serious crimes uh, that the Justice Department needs to investigate. Uh, and that, that uh, I think, will hopefully uh, hold the Justice Department to the standard it set out at the beginning of the investigation, that it would follow the evidence wherever it leads. It would have only one standard of the rule of law. It would apply it equally, whether you were a former president or an ordinary citizen. Uh, so it's an important uh, element of accountability. Is it really about accountability or is it all about politics, guys? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Professor Lawrence Tribe, of course, an MSNBC analyst with this perspective. Now the baton is passed to the Justice Department. The excuse that he's no longer president can't be used as a basis for passing the buck. In fact, the fact that he's no longer president means that he no longer has the shield that the opinion of the Office of Legal Counsel provided while he was president. Now, nothing remains to hold him accountable other than a series of indictments brought by the Department of Justice. And if you look at the mountain of evidence accumulated and carefully orchestrated by the committee thus far, it seems to me that it would be quite impossible for the special counsel to do anything other than return several indictments for the crimes that are involved in today's referral. Now, we had on Alan Dershowitz last night, right after everything went down, and he said, there's no way. There is no way that DOJ would actually consider these charges, that they have a special counsel. They've got this Jack Smith guy who's investigating Trump. He's going to do his own parallel or his own investigation of January 6th in the Mar-a-Lago documents. And so he's looking at that. But he's not going to be looking at the stuff that's coming from this highly partisan committee that is going to be removed. As soon as the Republicans take over on January 3rd, they're going to just say, "Okay, let's dissolve this committee. It's done. I wonder how history is going to revolve it and look at it. Is history going to say, you know what, these guys were fair. There were two Republicans on it. You know that they're going to try to portray it that way. Uh, But boy, I hope history doesn't view it as some, you know, balanced, fair committee because it was far from that. And here's a little bit more from Lawrence Tribe saying that he actually thinks DOJ will go after Trump. Well, I expect that. Both Jamie Raskin and Merrick Garland will take seriously the principle that under our system of justice, you don't go after only the foot soldiers and let the masterminds and the ones who pulled the strings get a pass. And I think that will translate in practical terms into using all of the tools that Andrew Weissman in your earlier segment, emphasized are available to the Justice Department to fill in whatever blanks remain in the absolutely magnificent report that we saw summarized today. 
You know, there's a lot of things I call the report, but it wouldn't be magnificent. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tom in Ohio. Line five. Go ahead, Tom. Rita, first of all, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. You too and your family. Thank you, Tom. Um, You know, I don't know whether uh, you heard or not, but the Mark Levin show this uh, evening, Ben Ferguson was filling in for him. And he spent the first hour, actually about an hour and 45 minutes, going over everything that's happened to Trump from the time he was in office. He covered a lot of that, but also tying in the recent stuff with uh, Twitter and so forth. And an hour and 45 minutes into it, he said it's his feeling that he was reluctant and uh, or dropped the ball and Republicans and conservatives and the press and talk show hosts dropped the ball because during that first year when Trump was in office, he said there was a coup going on. And he said that this is just a second coup. And I agree with him. If you take a look, in other words, it's it's the deep state and, and, you know, the powers that be trying to change America. And by the way, you know, you mentioned about uh, uh, Biden and uh, getting a delay of one week. And, you know, the excuse given is because they want to get everything in place. You know, I get to thinking, I I really think just a matter of if if they started showing film footage on TV uh, from January or I'm sorry, from December 21st, to the 25th, 26th, you're going to have a lot of people that are on the, on the left side of the aisle sitting at the d- dinner table, and when they start discussing politics, the people on the, from on the right side of the aisle are going to say, have you watched TV lately? Let's, let's watch the evening news tonight. Right. No, no, no. You're right. There has been like a, a complete disconnect. I do, by the way, getting to your deep state thing, there's no doubt. I mean, I think Mitch McConnell would love for President Trump to take incoming from every different direction. Look, he was undermining Trump's candidates in the midterms. We know it for a fact. Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska, he wanted, you know, Lisa Murkowski. He was pulling money from, you know, Blake Masters in Arizona to go against uh, Kelly Chewbacca, who was leading. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, it's unfathomable. He would rather lose but stay in power than win. So I think you bring up some really powerful points. Tom, thank you. Let's go to Charlie. Line three. Charlie, your thoughts. I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm going to welcome any kind of uh, hearing or, or trial for Trump, and I'll tell you why. You're going to have to have Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell uh, to answer to several questions. They're going to be under oath. Pelosi. Why did you uh, order the uh, National Guard? Schumer, why did you uh, respond to Trump's request for National Guard? McConnell, why did you respond to, uh, to Trump uh, regarding uh, calling up the National Guard? We're going to get the truth. No, you're right. It would be interesting to have them forced to testify And that's why I wonder if they would ever do that. And by the way, if DOJ also comes down, there'll be a trial, too. Um, So you're right. It may very well open the floodgates and floodgates that they don't want answers to because somehow uh, she was not available for this one. Uh, Schumer was not available for this one. It's so abundantly transparent. Let's go to Sandy in Seattle. Line four. Go ahead, Sand. Yeah, that other side is is, is, they're hell bent full of hatred. 
from and full of blind rage you, that you can't reason with them. And I, I and I believe it's coming straight from the bowels of hell because there's no rhyme or reason. Now, my question tonight to you is, if the DOJ doesn't uh, go on our side, you know, for Trump, and, and but they they. So they do put in all these charges and they want to do this. He can, now I want you to answer me this. This is a legal question. He can uh, uh, he can appeal that to the highest court, which would be the Supreme Court. And when they view all these lies and stuff and the proof that Trump's got about calling the National Guard and different things, you know, wanting to do that and these different things, I I mean, legally, can he appeal that decision if they if they turn against him this, this week? Uh, well, he can, he can appeal, he can appeal it. if it goes to a uh, conviction. You can appeal a conviction, but you can't appeal anything prior to. They haven't even come back with any official charges. Right now, it's just the local, you know, it's the committee of all these partisans made a referral. Then they go to DOJ. The Department of Justice will decide whether or not to prosecute based on this or based on something else that they're looking at. Remember that Jack Smith guy, the special counsel, who's friends with the Obamas and everything else. Um, He is looking into Trump for January 6th, the Mar-a-Lago documents, so they could come back on something. But then it would open the floodgates like we were just talking about. Because guess what? You would have to be able to show both sides. And if they do come back with a conviction, you can certainly appeal it. Um, But at this point, that's not there yet. Uh, But a lot of people think it may be coming. And in the middle of all this, they're releasing Trump's tax returns. Uh, There are polls that show he's doing well. Um, still, despite all of this. So this may all backfire and people may go, you know what? This is so abundantly clear that it is politically driven as opposed to based on the facts. But that's a great question, Sandy. Thank you. Let's go to Stan. Line eight. Stan, your thoughts about this? No, I don't think so. Uh, we, you what do you know, mean? You no, say- you don't think so. What do you mean? First of all, happy holiday again. Thank you, know. Stan. Thank you. Might as well you. get the holidays in now. Happy holiday, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. You too, right. my friend. Let's go to it, as we always do. Uh, you know, you said about that uh, there are polls showing that uh, the, the Republicans, he's still in the lead. Uh, we had another poll. It was the election a couple of weeks ago. And in that election, he wasn't American, on the ballot. Wait a minute. He wasn't on the ballot. Stan. He was on the ballot as sure as you can say Donald Trump. You know it and I know it. And the American people, in their smart wisdom, said, no, we're not going to put people in. We don't trust these people. And the man who gave it to these people, we don't trust him either. And the Republicans did gain control. I'm sorry, because of New York's reapportionment. That was the main thing. They got the vote, uh, those four Democrats out and here. And also, by the way, they flipped a seat in California, no, yeah, too. New yeah. York was the one. But, uh, yep, New York was the biggie. Said, yeah, it was yep. New York. The yep. but, but the fact is, the American people do not trust him. Senator McConnell has had enough of this guy. Many other Republicans have had enough. Uh, Now, do you believe do you believe Mitch McConnell and somebody who Mitch McConnell might pick? uh, Let me tell you, he's pragmatic. He's smart. Okay, he's He's shrewd. I'll give you shrewd. Well, he sits on the wall. I'll fall this way if it benefits me or I'll fall the other way. That's why I say shrewd. Exactly. So, so not. he knows a dead man when he sees it. In terms of politics, I think he just you heard what I said, Stan, that I actually think 
he would rather lose but stay in power. I'm talking about Mitch McConnell uh, than win. I think he I think he will do anything to stay in power. And he's I mean, he's undermining Republicans, Stan. I mean, the fact that he's undermining, you know, come on. Most of the Republicans are no good anyway. He's playing his own game for survival. I don't blame him in that regard. I don't like him. But he's a smart guy. Now, do you honestly right. do you honestly think that Biden's going to run and you honestly think he's going to win? Yeah, I'll take the bet now. OK, between you and I, I am telling you. I, but by the way, I wish he wouldn't run. And I'm being honest. I wish. Good. He would. Go oh, no, no, I wish he would. I'm not lying. But now, why do you wish he wouldn't run, Stan? Because I, I, I think any president after a certain time should not run. What okay. about the fact that he's like cognitively no, in decline? He's smarter than Donald Trump. OK. Oh, I he disagree. Said, the completely. election proved that. The election proved he outwitted this. Yeah. Guy. You know what happened? He was smarter Stan, than you thought. Stan, you know what happened in the election? They kept him in the basement. Malarkey. Then, he was out there. He, he was barely out there. It was he was barely out there. He was it was so orchestrated. He stayed in the Rita. basement. And a lot of the people that were running were like, "Ah, uh, if Biden could stay out of my state, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. So I will give you. Yes. Definitely, the Democrats did much better than people expected. And he but, had a lot to do with it. I don't know did. about that. He Absolutely. did. By the way, he did. You're right by staying in the basement. I 1,000% agree with you on that point. <laughs> Stan, like Stan, thank you. I well, love you. Holiday. You too, my friend. You too. Uh, let's go to Marianne. Uh, line two, Marianne, you heard Stan is like entrenched in Biden regardless. And he thinks he's like a, like he's like a savant, like he's uh, Kreskin, you know? Marianne, you there? Call us back, Marianne. Uh, let's go to Bob on line five. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, I love how you spar. Um, Thank you. So- it's fun. And you know what? I, I love hearing from all sides. Like, to me, it's part of the fun of it. You know? Go ahead. It's America. So my thoughts are about Trump with the taxes and everything is uh, this might be a long stretch. But, uh, you know, let Les Miserables. Yep, of course. Yeah, I remember Les Miserables, okay, of course. So- with Hugh Trump Jackman. Is, Trump, Trump <laughs> is, right. Trump is Jean Valjean, and the Democrats are the miserables. Ah, so now where do you see it going? Do you think Trump can deal with all the incoming? And do you think it's going to backfire yeah. on him, Bob? Because, um, you know, he's got tax returns that are coming out tomorrow. They've been wanting that from day one. He's got the final report of this. Then DOJ is going to be looking at whether charges. You think... Um, I think I'm, he's one I'm of the few people it. who can handle this kind of incoming, Bob. It's like water off a duck. Yeah, he thrives on it. He thrives um, on it. So, so the thing with Jean Valjean was it was all about a loaf of bread, and that's what I'm that's what I'm boiling all this stuff down to. Well, and I think people are looking and going, "Wow, the border was a lot more secure under Trump. He really had it right." I mean, to me, it's so obvious. That what's going on here is that Biden just doesn't like Trump. Anything that's tied to Trump, whether it's Keystone, whether it's border, border wall, uh, anything, he's just so anti-Trump that he's willing to do anything and throw this country under the bus um, for his own personal vendetta. And that's why it's going to be interesting. If it turns out to be another Biden-Trump, boy, it's going to be an interesting election. It may be obviously a whole bunch more on the GOP side. There may be someone who's going to challenge also, Biden, I think it's way too early to tell. Biden apparently has told people that he plans to tell and make a decision at the beginning of the year. That's not that far away, guys. So where do you think this is going to go? And you just heard from Bob uh, that Bob thinks uh, Trump is the guy who can handle all the heat 
and he will continue and forge ahead and maybe back in the White House. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And Adam Schiff says democracy was on the line, and that's why they had to make the criminal referrals about President Trump. Do you agree? Give me a break. Listen to this guy on his high horse. This was an attack on the Congress as well as on our democracy. Uh, Normally, the Congress would refer uh, potential crimes of uh, failing to appear before Congress after being subpoenaed or lying to Congress. Here, this was an attack uh, on the Congress, and we had a duty, I think, to set out the evidence that we had gathered uh, about the threat to our democracy, how uh, we are not out of the woods yet, and what we need to do to protect ourselves going forward. Democracy's at stake, and the guy who pushed the Russian collusion hoax that cost millions of dollars and tons of money uh, for the American taxpayer, that's the guy who's going to save democracy. I don't think so. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Marianne, line two. Go ahead, Marianne. Hi, Rita. We got disconnected. Now, who is the stand? Which politician is he hiding under that name? Ah, uh, you mean Stan, you're talking about Stan the Caller? Tom, yes, I'm answering to this guy. Well, you know what? And you know what, Marianne? Marianne, hang on. You know, I, I, I actually never mind hearing from everybody, whether I agree or don't. And I clearly let them know when I don't agree with them. Um, and there are a lot of Americans who feel like he does. Not that we agree with them, but he clearly no, looks at Biden with rosy colored glasses, right? <laughs> yes. Now, um, you know, I'm curious to because he is a very experienced person in debating his party politics and manipulating his people. Why he doesn't advocate for the thousands of black people that are homeless in the street eating from the garbage. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about, Biden or who? I'm talking about Stan. Stan, that's what I thought. Well, you know what? Stan comes from the perspective of that, you know, that uh, we have to take care of all of them. And he thinks Biden walks on water. Uh, So, you know, boy, are there a lot of problems with that guy. Uh, But let's go to Lucy in Manhattan. Go ahead, Lucy. Line five. Go ahead. I just want to make one short statement. I want to say that Trump was the president of the United States and Biden is the president of the divided states. That's a great point. And he's done nothing to unify. That's that's the huge problem, Lucy, is that he has vilified. I mean, look what he did right before the election, calling Republicans, you know, a threat to democracy. Anybody who's MAGA, anybody who believes in this. I mean, the vitriol got so heightened and so disgusting right before the elections. And sadly, Lucy, I think that that's what's ahead because they're going to see that it worked somewhat in the Democrat. They lost the House, but they kept the Senate. So I think they're going to go full throttle when it comes to 2024, whether it's the presidential or the House and the Senate. There's a lot of seat up for grabs. Are you worried where this is headed, Lucy? Uh, it's, it's very scary, especially, you know, with children growing up in this world. It's so maddening. It is. Yeah, it is. You bring up a great point because you're right. Like young people today thinking like, is this the way it always is, mom? You know, I mean, it's just nuts. And these people are out for blood and it's like winner take all. And that's not we're supposed to all be Americans work together, protect the border and also support our president. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 